Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. This is How Do You Do That with Emily Tresseter on Joy 94.9, the show answering the questions you didn't even know you had. This week's guest is the co-founder and operator of Australia's number one pure linen bedding brand, Bedthreads, Genevieve Rosenvilla. We talk about how her personal needs as a consumer fueled the creation of the business, how awesome and validating it feels to have people totally love her products, plus why sometimes there's no need to rush your ideas. It would be difficult, if not impossible, to work at that level and to put in that much effort if you didn't really believe in what you were doing. And and I guess the same with anything when you're passionate. It it doesn't feel like work. It feels like a privilege to be able to do something that you love. Genevieve and her husband, Alan, co-founded linen brand Bedthreads. Before we dive in, Genevieve told me a little bit more about what Bedthreads is and why they founded it. We are three and a half years old and I started the business with my husband, Alan, in 2017 on August 31st. Just recently celebrated our third birthday. We specialize in pure linen bedding and pure linen goods. And I guess since initially starting with six colors in our signature bedding set, we moved into different sizes, different colors, different areas of the house. And we now offer bedding in 19 different colors, nine different sizes. We've got a tableware range, a bathroom range. We sell homewares. We offer cool collaborations with other artists, makers, artisans, and other exciting, cool people in the home space. What drew you to linen initially? Why linen? So it's an interesting question. So I guess we started the business, you know, as mentioned in 2017, but it actually took us two years from when we conceived the idea to actually launching Bedfreds. So how it started was we moved into a new apartment towards the end of 2014. It was a really, really small space. And I guess, you know, we started from scratch with furnishing the whole space top to bottom. So That included everything from white goods to furniture to a new dining table, everything. And I guess I had done a lot of research and all of the purchases were really considered. I wanted everything to be of a high quality and accessible to my budget. And I also wanted it to be beautiful and easy on the environment. So I felt like I ticked a lot of those boxes with everything else I had managed to find at the time. And when it came to, I guess, the last part of decorating the home, was buying bed linen for our new room. So I had read a lot about the benefits of linen online. You know, it's trans-seasonal, which means it keeps you warm in winter and cool in summer. It's really, really beautiful. It looks polished when it's unironed. And it is also easy on the environment. It is, it's from the flax plant. And so it's a fully biodegradable option. So when it is time to retire your linen, even though it does last for years and years and it's extremely durable and high quality, there's no further environmental 
environmental impact. So I guess I had to be in my bonnet about getting pure linen bedding. And all I wanted was a really simple set with two pillowcases, a duvet cover and a fitted sheet. So nothing fancy. I was working full time at the time and I didn't have time to scour shopping center after shopping center. I wanted a really easy solution to my problem that I could buy online. And then what I found was everything in pure linen was either really expensive or you have to buy a sheet set and then a duvet and a pillowcase. So I felt like I was being upsold into a bunch of extras. It was super expensive. So I was priced out of that section of the market. And then everything that I could afford was, you know, terrible for the environment or it wasn't the aesthetic that I was after. Or I found that it was a blend of linen and cotton or linen and polyester or it was cotton and polyester that had the linen look. But, you know, when you looked closer, it wasn't quite the same. So I guess everything that I found in market kind of came up short for what I was personally looking for. So at the time, I've mentioned working full time and I said to my husband, Alan, who used to have a business in wholesale and retail, I said to him, could you just look into this product? If that's what linen costs and that's what it is, that's just what it is and no issue. It's just not one for us at this point in time. But basically what he found upon researching and talking to suppliers, which he was really apt at doing from his full time business, was that all of the other competitors in this space were working off a wholesale model. So, you know, that means they were getting the products, designing their ranges and then selling to stores or they had retail stores and they had much fatter margins because they weren't going direct to consumer. So I just thought, well, we could go direct to consumer with this product and cut the cost in half and give people a really high quality, all natural product at a fair price point. So they saw a hole in the market for something they themselves would have loved to purchase. They didn't just start bed threads though. There was a bit of time from conception to actualization. It did take two years of sampling. That was a really meticulous process. We got sample after sample. We slept in the bed linen. We washed it. We lived with it. We had multiple sets going at one time so we could really analyze where the issues were, what the finishes should be, which colors might pose issues, does the linen shed, all of those kind of things that I just really wanted to be confident about before taking a product to market because I thought if we are going to genuinely offer a product that could serve other people in the way that, you know, I was hoping to be served as a customer, I really wanted it to be perfect. And yeah, I had no experience in product development. So I suppose that people with more experience than me might have been able to get it to market faster, but I really wanted to make sure it was all right. So when we were confident that the final product was good enough to put out there, we placed our first order and Alan had experience in negotiating minimum order quantities, rate forwarding, all of that kind of stuff. And in the background, when we were waiting for the first order to arrive, we built the website, we started an Instagram page, creating kind of a mood board of the vibe of the brand, building a small following for our newsletter. And I guess that by the time we launched, you know, we had worked up the Instagram to 2000 people, which, you know, I thought was pretty decent at the time. And, you know, a newsletter database, which had, I think there was 77 people, probably most were friends or family, but there were 
were a few genuinely interested people in there. So I, I suppose by the time we launched, there was enough people who were excited by the concept and the brand. So Genevieve and Alan had slowly built a following and slept in countless linen sheets before launching Bedthreads. I wanted to know more about how it went from them wanting a product to creating a business selling that product. Yeah, I guess it was just, you know, I was really motivated by the fact that there was nothing there. And to me, it was just such a gaping hole. And I couldn't believe that no one else was doing it. Like I would walk around Westfield on the weekend, or I would see things come up online. And I would just be like, why is can't anyone else see that there is a huge gap in the market and that people desperately need this service? I just was so motivated because I thought if I need this, surely other people people do too. So I guess what happened after we launched was we sold out of our first shipment in three weeks, which was extremely validating and it was so exciting. And I just really didn't expect that to happen. I was riddled with self-doubt before we launched and speaking candidly, I just thought, well, I guess if it doesn't sell, I'll just have a garage filled with linen and <laughs> that will be <laughs> yeah, everyone's birthday present for the next couple of years. And yeah, you know, then we, we sort of had the opposite problem that we couldn't get stock fast enough. People wanted more size. They wanted more colors and our website was done. I was very proud of it at the time, but looking back, it was, you know, extremely haphazard and really done on a shoestring. So there were so many other problems that I just didn't foresee happening that I needed to fix as the growth of the business kind of started to run away from me. So that was really exciting. And I guess, you know, while this was all happening in the evenings and on the weekends, I was still working full time. And so was my husband. So it was a side hustle, which is a very popular term now. But at the time, we were just trying to make this business work to have enough cash coming through the door so we could buy our next round of stock so we could start advertising on Instagram and Facebook, buy some Google ads. We did a competition so we could build on our new newsletter database and we just tried to grow in a sustainable and thoughtful way that we could genuinely service the customers you know those early customers who are coming through the door and yeah we just did our best I guess and it took me six months from when we launched the business to when I resigned from my full-time job because by six months in it just really wasn't sustainable to continue doing both I used to work from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then I would come home and work on bed threads from 4 p.m. until midnight the whole weekend. And it just got to a point where I could replace my salary. I didn't have to work those sort of hours. And the business, I guess, kind of really started to grow once I was on it full time and I was able to work on things all day, every day and have clarity around what we were doing in every part of the business instead of kind of chasing our tails. You mentioned that you and Alan were both working full time. What were your jobs? Have they informed what you do at Bedthreads? So Alan had his own business of retail and wholesale, and then he moved into finance. So that was extremely helpful, all of that experience. And I guess now today, he is in charge of all logistics, ordering, finance, all of that side of things. And then I was working as a journalist. So I had worked in digital media as a writer, producer, editor, and I had various roles at different outlets, which were so helpful. Looking back, I learned how to build newsletters there and I learned how to build a social media following at that job. And I learned 
the power of good quality images at that job. So I guess, you know, it was all such amazing experience and it all helped me so much when starting my business. And I guess my whole career, I was driving traffic to websites for people to read stories. And that was all done with lean teams. It was all about meeting deadlines, meeting small budgets, getting the most out of a small budget to have big impact initiatives that people would love and read and be interested in. And it was really amazing experience. I really loved what I did. I never foresaw this coming. I never planned on having my own business. I never planned on leaving that industry. It was something that I had pretty much worked towards my whole life. I studied journalism. I did multiple internships. I worked so hard to get into that industry. And I had such amazing connections in PR and at other outlets and internally at my roles. I made so many amazing friends. So I I guess the whole journey has really taken me by surprise. And I, I really, really loved working in media. It's been an interesting journey. You can see that both of your previous experiences have really informed the way that you've created and continue to build Bed Threads. Oh, thank you. Was it hard for you to make the transition from media to Bed Threads? Like at that time, were you like, this is definitely the right decision? Or was there, you know, moments of maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah, there was a lot of doubt. And two or three days in after launching Bed Threads, we'd had a couple of sales and they were genuine sales. They weren't, you know, my sister-in-law did buy our first set And after that, there were genuine people who were interested in the brand, who had subscribed to the newsletter, who had followed us on Instagram and were so excited and loved Lynn and and were thrilled by the opportunity to try something new in in the homeware space. But yeah, two or three days after, I thought, why have I done this? This is so stressful. How am I going to do both? I have a happy life. I really like my job. I have a really nice team at work. So yeah, all of those things. It was a really hard decision and I suppose that's why I didn't go in all guns blazing the minute that I started. But about six months in, I had to make the choice and I just thought Bed Threads seems like a really great opportunity. People are really responding to the product. I had worked so hard to get the product initially happening anyway and I just felt like what's the worst that can happen? I can just start applying for new jobs in three to six months if this doesn't work out. I'm really someone and I've always been like this that I can only really do one thing at a time like I really struggled when I was at uni because I felt like I'm at uni and I'm working and I have to intern and when I started working full-time for me it was just such a relief that I only had one thing to concentrate on. I had a really great routine and I felt like I could give everything to working so I, I felt like I was starting to be spread a little bit too thin with too many focuses and it it doesn't really work for me. That's when I knew that I needed to make the transition and the business was at a point where I was able to do so. And I guess as a person, I'm quite risk averse and I wouldn't have necessarily felt comfortable just doing a startup and not having a bit of a plan or a backstop. So it worked really well for me and I can't speak for other people and what might work for them. And maybe if I had started six months earlier the business would have accelerated at a different pace but I think in these situations you just need to do what feels right for you. So Bed Threads grew and grew in its first months and Genevieve quit her job to ensure she could put all of her energy and focus into it. I asked Genevieve why she thinks a company like Bed Threads is important. 
I think I am the bed threads customer and I think that it's important that people have access to high quality, beautiful homewares. And, and I guess this extends into other realms and there is a movement. You see other direct-to-consumer brands, whether it's in the footwear space or the beauty space or whatever industry it might be. But I think it's important that people have access to high quality goods that are natural, that are great for the environment that look beautiful, that make you feel nice, that you can, pardon the pun, but rest easy knowing that what you've bought has a positive impact on the world when it's ready to be retired, that it's going to last for a long time, that you're not just churning through things constantly. And I think it's important that people shop with conscious businesses, that they feel aligned with the values of the businesses that they choose to buy from. And I think that resonates with customers now. You can really do your research online and you can see what a company might stand for or what causes they might support, or you can find out about their business practices relatively easily. It is important as well to be honest with your customers and to operate in a way that sits right with you and sits right with them. And I think that we've always tried to do our best, even when we were much smaller. We've always been carbon neutral. We've always used as little plastic as possible. All of our linen is packaged in plastic-free packaging. It's all in linen and our boxes are recyclable. And I think shoppers are moving away from what's always been done. And I think companies are moving away from what's always been done because there are more creative and exciting ways that you can operate. And what about personally for you, Genevieve? Why is bed threads important to you? I think the reasons I said before with why it's important for consumers, I, I am the customer. I have bed threads in my home. I have the towels and the tablecloths and I get into bed threads every night. And these were all products that I felt were missing for me. And it's such a nice feeling when you go home and you're surrounded by beautiful things and things that genuinely enhance your experience at home. I think especially over the last year, which obviously no one saw coming, I think that it's it's important to have stuff that's of good quality that people have access to. Here Genevieve and I have a great time bantering about our own sets of bed threads, but I'll save that fun for the end of the episode. For now, I wanted to know whether Genevieve ever saw herself owning a business, and if she didn't, what does it feel like for her now that she does? Yeah, it's so crazy. So I never, you know, saw myself operating a business or owning a business or doing anything even close to this for my career. Yeah, as I mentioned, I studied journalism. I always planned to get a job. My dream was to have a job at a newspaper or a magazine. And obviously, that didn't really happen. I, I always worked in online. By the time I finished uni, there was already kind of a shift happening. And to be honest, I had no interest in running a business. I didn't do maths past year 10. I didn't think I really had any business acumen and it wasn't something that I really ever considered as an option. So I guess what's taken me most by surprise is how much I have enjoyed that side of things. And I think a lot of women shy away from, you know, oh, I was bad at maths or numbers aren't interesting to me. But when I look back at my career as a journalist and working in digital media, pretty much everything was about numbers. It was all about data and what performed and what people were interested in reading. And, you know, we 
would live and breathe analytics and all of those different programs we would log on to every morning about how many people opened the newsletter and what was the click-through rate and this headline performed better than that headline and that picture performed better than that one and we grew X amount on Instagram because of this reason. So I guess my whole life, I, uh, you know, professionally, I've been looking at data and I've been analyzing trends and trying to understand what resonates with people and what they're interested in. And I guess I'm a naturally curious person. That's why I studied journalism in the first place. My favorite part of that job was interviewing people and talking to people. And I had such privilege to interview inspiring people, celebrities to business people, people who had overcome immense challenges and it was fascinating and it it was truly such a privilege and some of the greatest highlights of my career so with that all in mind and reading then what people were reading and understanding numbers it's been a huge part of my life and so much of that has translated into running a business from you know what colors the sell well what colors sell well together I didn't understand how interesting and and how similar I guess running a business is to what I did before and the parts that I really enjoyed about it I feel like I have that now in a slightly different form but it's really very much the same in a lot of ways. How interesting you didn't know that the skills and tools would sort of translate but they really have. Yeah totally it's it's been amazing and I feel so privileged to have had that experience that I can just translate into running the business now. Absolutely. Speaking of running the business now, what is the best part of what you do? So I don't think anything ever compares to when someone says they like the product. It truly never gets old. It is the biggest compliment to me. It is the best feeling. We worked so hard on perfecting and refining the product and really servicing a need in the market that I had had personally. So when people tell me that they love the products and that they love bed spreads. It, it is truly the best feeling. And I was actually on a plane the first time pretty much since COVID started more than a year ago over the weekend. And I was looking at our Instagram and the girl who was sitting next to me on the plane said, oh, Bedfreds is a really amazing brand. And I have the turmeric, sage and oatmeal bundle. And I was like, oh my God, that's my brand. And it was, it was truly the best feeling ever. And it was such a flattering and humbling experience. And it really means so much to me. So that is definitely the best part of my job. And, you know, then there are other things that I really enjoy, like, you know, I get to wake up every day and be creative and problem solve creatively and connect with amazing people and obviously work on our journal and go into the homes of some of the most inspiring creative people in the country and talk to them about their business and their product and we have an awesome team that we work with and I really genuinely love it all and I'm really really grateful to have had the opportunity to do this because it's not really anything that I ever saw coming. We just spoke about the great parts. It would be remiss of me not to ask if there are some bad parts, <laughs> uh, some some not so great parts. I guess probably just the sheer amount of work and energy that goes into it might be not so great. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, look, to be honest with you, every single day there's some disaster or some fire we have to put out. (laughs) There's always something that goes wrong and there's always some 
problem or some challenge that we have to solve and overcome. But I, I don't really have a worst part of it. And I don't really mind. I think that when things were smaller and it was just me on my couch and I was dealing with everything constantly pretty much alone because, you know, me and Alan, I guess, divided the work straight down the middle and my side of things I had no support and neither did he. So I guess it was more challenging when it was by myself and it felt like it was a disaster. Whereas now when things go wrong, I've got amazing people to lean on. We've got a lot of great minds in our business and resources to problem solve if I don't necessarily have the answers, which, you know, most of the time I don't. And it's rewarding when when difficult things happen and you're able to overcome them and it can actually turn into a really valuable learning experience and can improve the customer experience they're on the website if something's broken or a page isn't working or whatever it might be so I guess yeah sometimes it can be overwhelming when you have multiple fires to put out at once but I think we've done an okay job of dealing with what what's come our way so far and I feel really confident in the people around us to step in when when the challenge is you know too great for my realm of capabilities. With a growing team to help when there are metaphoric fires to put out and three years of successful expansion, I wanted to know what Genevieve would tell someone with an idea like hers. So I guess what I would say, if you've got an idea, just scratch that itch. And I don't think you need to rush into it. And I don't think you need to go too crazy with quitting your job or restarting your life or anything like that. So I think you should, first and foremost, I think you should be practical. And I think you should just do some research and just see what else is out there, what the market looks like. Is this a product or a service that could genuinely improve the experience of other people in some way, shape? or form and I guess after that once you have decided that this is a viable concept and that your numbers work that's really important that your your numbers are correct and you factored in shipping or marketing costs or you know whatever the unique needs of your business might be once that is all worked out and you decide that this is something that you're going to go with and try I would really just say and and what frustrated me when I was to start as a side note was that everyone would say just start but how how do you just start it's not so easy to just start and it can feel quite big and overwhelming so I would say just do one thing every day so one day sign up to Instagram the next day buy your domain name for your website the next day sign up to a Shopify free trial and see if you can work out or you know or whichever platform you decide to build your website on if you can work out how to use it and just every day just chip away at it do one thing at a time don't feel like you have to do everything all at once and I guess that's very much how I still work today I just do one task one at a time in order of priorities and and work away at things slowly and do it properly I think that at the crux of everything I really think you have to believe in your product or service and not just say you believe it like genuinely really believe in it and back it and even if you're stuck with all that stock which is what I thought was going to happen to me you're happy to live with it and it's something that can at least genuinely improve your life because I think if you start at that point you'll you'll work out how everything else might flow on from there. Some really tangible and practical advice from Genevieve there. Before we get to our chat about our own sheets 
I asked Genevieve if she could think of any other moments that had validated what they're doing at BedThreads. Three weeks in, when we had sold out of that first shipment, it was really not something I foresaw coming. I couldn't believe it. And olive, which, you know, has been a bestseller basically since we launched, it was one of the six colors that we started with. The whole olive section, so we had six colors in three sizes. So every single olive item sold out within three days and then the entire range sold out within three weeks and that was just extremely validating and I just thought okay maybe we're on to something here and maybe this was a good idea and maybe the opportunity ahead is as exciting as I thought it might have been. It's evident from our chat today that Genevieve sees the value in taking your time when starting a business ensuring that what you're presenting to the world is the best it can possibly be. And this certainly is the case with bed threads. I actually own some bed threads and I needed to know if Genevieve does too. Do you have the whole range, every colour? Yes, I do. I actually That's have so two good. of every colour. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the perks, I have to say, and I always put it down to sampling. But yes, I, I have one of everything. And I'm um, so jealous. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've only got two sets. Oh, what colours do you have? I have petrol and ruby. Oh, I love those. Beautiful. We actually brought those two out together. So that's yeah. so lovely to yeah. hear. Totally inspired by your Instagram. And I have. Oh, thank you. I have terracotta and. Oh, the rust and terracotta. Yes, that's it. Rust and terracotta. Oh, beautiful. Always doing beautiful the matches set. that you do on Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's so nice to hear. Love it. <laughs> you can absolutely hear the passion in Genevieve's voice and the fact that she herself sleeps in and decorates her house with bed threads really reiterates that she is one of the many consumers that needed a brand like the one she created. I'll leave you with Genevieve talking more about what she thinks BedThreads truly offers. It is genuine what we do and it is from the heart and we do really believe in our products and we really do genuinely believe that it can enhance your life, it can enhance your sleep, it makes you feel amazing when you look into a beautiful bedroom psychologically at the end of the day, it's done nicely, you feel excited by the product. I think it really does genuinely elevate your experience at home and I guess that's something that we try to do with everything that we bring out, everything that we do is extremely extremely thoughtful. I'd like to thank Genevieve for being on the show and for honestly and openly not only discussing the success of her business, but also how and why she started it, plus what she thinks is important in creating a business like hers. For more information about Genevieve and BedThreads, head to bedthreads.com.au. Thanks for listening to another episode of How Do You Do That with Emily Tresseter. If you think you or someone you know would make a great guest on the show, get in touch. Email howdoyoudothat at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.